I came across a story today on, uh, on Facebook, actually, and it was actually a link from Colin Cowherd over at uh, ESPN.com, and he was talking about a basketball game. It was a high school girls basketball game. When uh, and you may have seen this already, I actually posted a link to it on my uh, my Facebook page, Weistack Hockey Facebook page. But uh, this high school uh, women's basketball game, the score was 161 to two, <laughs> 161 to two in high school's basketball game. Now, um, I I'll be the first to admit I haven't dug too deep into the story. I don't know all the details, and I was out in California, um, and I don't know, you know what type of sportsmanship was exhibited during the game, if there was anything other than the score being run up. Um, But people were upset, and the coach of the winning team ended up getting suspended for two games um, because of the score. (laughs) So Colin Cowherd was, uh, you know, he had a commentary on that. I actually really liked his commentary. And, um, you know, he talked about how uh, we want our kids to have grit, but yet when something like this happens, the coach of the winning team gets uh, gets suspended. And uh, it brought up, you know, I've actually, believe it or not, I've actually had a lot of experience on both sides of this equation. And uh, over those experiences, um, you know, have, have had a chance to really think about what my philosophy is on this. And, uh, you know, I'll be the first to admit, it's, it's not that great to be on either side of that equation. Uh, obviously, it's more fun to win than lose. But, uh, you know, shellacking a team, is, uh, you know, it's, it's not that fun either. Uh, being shellacked is obviously, it's not that fun. Um, so I, like I said, I've been there. This is, uh, this is by no means, I'm, I'm in no means preaching from some sort of ivory tower on this topic. And I'm not just talking like, you know, the odd game where we got blown out or the odd game where we blew somebody out. I've, I've experienced full seasons of both sides of this equation, you know, full seasons of losing every game by double digits, um, both as a player and as a coach, believe it or not. And it's, it's, it's no fun. Um, I've also experienced, um, you know, full seasons of being on strong teams where, uh, you know, we were, we outmatched our competition consistently game in, game out, um, both as a player and as a coach. So I'm, I feel like I've, I'm fairly well-versed on both sides of this equation, more well-versed than I would like to be on the losing side. Um, you know, we won't get into that, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but in terms of my philosophy on how to deal with big wins or big losses, this is my two cents worth. And I'm, like I said, I think I'm fairly objective here because I have experienced both sides as both a player and as a coach. First and foremost, let me say there are minimal benefits for either team when the score is that lopsided. Um, however, when I've been on the losing side of a big blowout, either as a player or as a coach, I have found it more embarrassing when it becomes obvious that the other team is pulling back, uh, you know, or having some sort of sympathy for us or trying not to continue, continue to bury us. So when they're actively trying, now there's a number of different ways that I've seen teams do this. Um, you know, sometimes it's switching positions around. So put all the forwards on D and all the D on forwards. Um, you know, that one's not as obvious, but, uh, you know, another one that you see is, you know, the coach says, okay, it's gotta be a three pass rule which means they get into the zone, they have to make three passes before they take a shot. And, um, you know, that one's, again, it, it becomes pretty obvious. The worst one, though, and I have had teams do this, and I, I hate it, is when the other team decides to stop shooting. So they'll break out, they'll enter our zone, and then they'll just monkey around with us, um, you know, passing it around. And uh, it's, it's, 
in the cases where this is already happening, where you're already outmatched, if the other team wants to keep it away from you, there's no way you're getting it back. So really, you're just running around like monkey in the middle um, on the schoolyard trying to uh, get a puck back from a team that's obviously uh, outgunning you. And they're just, you know, they're just running cycles and giving goes and, you know, everything. And, uh, and not, I, I would rather them just put the puck in the back of the net. I would rather lose the game 30 to nothing than lose it 15 to nothing and know that they spent the whole third period um, monkeying with me, you know? I mean, where, where's, the, where's the glory in either of those options? So for me, I would rather, um, I would rather just take it, you know, <laughs> take it on the chin and, uh, and regroup and hopefully put it together a better performance the next time we play. Um, but even during heavy losses, either as a player or as a coach, I never once blamed the other team for my team's lack of ability. Um, you know, what I would, like I said, what I would try to do is track our issues, work on our issues. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm a coach, track them, work on them and try to put a better, better performance together by the next time we play that team. And then hopefully, you know, if, if we're successful, maybe instead of losing 30 to nothing this time, maybe it's 20 to five or 20 to two or some sort of improvement. Keeping score is essential to tracking improvement to know if, you know, yes, there's going to be, is there going to be times where your team is outmanned? Absolutely. You know, even the best teams, you come up, maybe you have a bad night. Or maybe you come up against a better team. There's going to be times. And, uh, you know, to blame the other team for your loss is just absurd to me. And uh, in this case, suspending the coach for putting an excellent team on the basketball court is uh, is equally as absurd to me. Um, so that's what I would say, you know, my two cents worth on if you're on the losing side of this of this equation. But the real question in my mind is, is why should one team sacrifice their development or their experience at the expense of, of an opponent. Um, you know, it's not the losing team's job to make sure, uh, you know, that this game, I don't know, I don't know if I'm saying this well, but it's, it's not my job to make sure that the other team, sorry, it's not the winning team's job to make sure that the other team gets their development. That's, that's the, that's each team's coach is responsible for their own team's development. And so, uh, you know, so, so on the flip side, let's take a look at the flip side of this, the winning team's perspective. Um, I also agree. It doesn't do much good for anybody to beat a team that soundly, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this in, in certain situations and, you know, it, it, there's all different levels of this happening. You know, sometimes there's an all-star player, superstar player that, uh, you know, should be playing triple A, but for whatever reason, he's playing double A or he or she, right? Um, if I say he, that doesn't mean to exclude the, the women. Um, you know, maybe a kid's playing in a league that he shouldn't be in. And so what good does it do that kid to, uh, you know, to be scoring eight or 10 goals a game? It doesn't do him any good, right? Um, same thing with a team. What good does it do a team to beat another team that soundly? Uh, you know, and if big numbers are a consistent thing for your team, then it's time to find a better league to play in. You know, that's that's my opinion. But at the same time, what are you going to do? Are you going to ask your players to stop trying? Are you going to ask your players to tone it down? And meanwhile, in practice, you're going to make them skate laps or skate ladders if if they're dogging it in a drill? That's a completely mixed message, in my opinion. And honestly, the younger that the players are, the more confusing that message is to send to your players, Right. How can you demand 100% effort 
and then ask them to turn it off in certain circumstances, right? Uh, it, it's it's a completely mixed message, and it's something that that really can't be done. You know, you you've got to instill habits. And what are habits? Habits are, you know, we want a hundred percent effort whether we're winning or losing. We want a hundred percent effort whether we're fresh or tired, whether it's the first period or the third period. We want a hundred percent effort whether you're healthy or whether you're injured. You know. And if somebody's going to suspend a coach for upholding that ideal, then where, what are we, where are we even going with our athletics these days, right? Um, you know, it's, it's anything less than 100% effort in practice or game during whatever reason is a bad habit and is something that shouldn't be tolerated. And, uh, you know, whatever happens on the scoreboard, I mean, that's, that's the, to me, this is, this is athletics 101, we want consistency in our level of performance, no matter what the outside circumstances are. So no matter what the scoreboard is, um, you know, we want to play a team game, a certain style of play, uh, you know, just because, you know, here, here's an example. The score gets run up and, uh, you know, maybe you're in hockey, let's say, let's just use hockey numbers. Uh, let's say that you're up eight to nothing. And now all of a sudden Johnny gets to be in his bonnet that, uh, well, it's time to... to uh, pad my stats a little bit here, you know, my, my line mates got a hat trick. I need to, you know, I need to do that. And so, uh, Johnny stops passing, right? Johnny takes and, and he, he decides he's going to go end to end mode. Okay. Well, what do we talk, what do we do as coaches? That's one of the things that we try to instill like, Hey, no consistent play team play, no matter what the score is, don't go into selfish mode just because you're up by a few goals, you know, keep working on the system, keep working. If anything, when you get up by a few goals, that's the time where you have some some freedom to develop your systems, to try new systems. You know, maybe that's a time as a coach where you say, hey, you know, we haven't really worked on our 2-1-2 spread, but here's a time where we're going to try it because we're up by a few goals. So, you know, that's that's where we want that consistency of mentality, uh, consistency of effort, consistency of style of play, of performance. We don't want our players to, uh, you know, that, that's just a sign of, it's just, a, uh, that's just mentally weak. If our players go into individual mode when they're up by a few goals, same thing if they're down for a few. I've been on teams where that happened too. You know, you get down by a few goals and all of a sudden the, the superstar guy, your, your, your team's best player, decides, man, nobody else is doing it. I got to make this happen on my own. And so all of a sudden he's going for end-to-end -end rushes. It's, it's, a, it's a breakdown of the fundamental philosophy that should exist among your team, uh, among your coaching staff. I mean, that's the biggest thing that we're trying to push is – Consistency of play. You know, we want our players to execute the game plan regardless of the outside circumstances. Execute the game plan, whether you're up by eight goals or whether you're down by eight goals. Execute the game plan, whether you're fresh, whether you're tired. Execute the game plan, whether the refs are on your side or the refs are against you. Execute the game plan. Execute the game plan. So how can we do, how can we expect our athletes to sometimes give a good effort, sometimes tone it back, sometimes... Uh, you know, like what, what is this? I don't understand where, where the mentality is and, and how, how this approach can be okay. I mean, this, and this is honestly, this is, I'm concerned about it on a number of different levels. I mean, this is just an extension of, uh, this whole mentality of everybody gets a trophy or the whole mentality of let's not keep score. Cause we don't want, we don't want to hurt kids feelings. There are valuable life lessons. And I'm, I, I know I sound like an old man here. I'm not even that old but I'm old enough to have seen this. 
there are valuable life lessons that come through athletics. And those life lessons often have to do with the score. Those life lessons are learned by losing. <laughs> being allowed to lose and being allowed to get your butt kicked, your butt handed to you every once in a while. That builds character. That builds character if you let it build character. But if you have uh, you know, parents or opposing coaches or, or whoever um, complaining and making excuses and, and uh, appealing to the point where they suspend the, the winning coach for putting an excellent team on the court or on the ice, well, what is that saying to our kids? And what kind of uh, grit does that teach us? Does that teach them, Right. So, you know, I always say that's my two cents worth. And, uh, you know, there is actually some decent <laughs> Facebook discussion going on on that post uh, over, on the, over on the Facebook page. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about it. I'm concerned about this, uh, I don't even know what to call it, this, this cotton candy athletic environment that we're creating for our players where, you know, there is no consequence for for winning or losing. There is no score, in fact, because we're so worried about making it uh, a fun experience that we don't, even, we, we don't even give the kids the possibility to experience the life lessons that they're learning, that they need to learn, and that they're in sports for. Um, you know, is winning fun? Yeah, it's fun. Do you learn from winning? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, you also learn from losing. And, uh, and, to lose, to lose big, and then to work hard and to see a better score the next time you play that team. It doesn't even have to be a win the next time you play that team. Um, but even an improvement, that's fulfilling. That's, that's something that a good coach can take and turn into a positive. You know, if, if that girls' high school team got shellacked this time, 161 to 2, and then next time maybe they kept it to 130. And maybe they scored a few more. Maybe they scored 20. Well, that coach, even though that's still a blowout, that coach could say, hey, look, you know, we've bettered that score margin by a big amount here. You know, we've, we've, uh, we've improved. You girls have worked hard. You know, nice work. So that's, that's my two cents worth, like I say. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that we're systematically killing the possibility for our youngsters to develop grit and that character of what it takes to not only succeed in sports, but to deal with life, you know? And so I, you know, I, I'd be interested to know everybody else's opinion on this, but uh, my opinion is, is kind of how I've laid it out here. But, uh, you know, let's, let's, not, let's not jump on that bandwagon. Either, either way, a blowout win or loss is not optimal. But let's not try to um, penalize excellency, you know? Let's not try to um, make excuses. Let's call it what it is and say, hey, we got, we got shellacked and we're going to improve. Use it as a life lesson. Use it as a learning experience. So anyways, I'll be quiet on it now. But uh, yeah, go take a look at the article and... Um, Take a look at uh, at Colin Cowherd's uh, commentary on it as well. He's he's a little more entertaining than I am. I'm just more concerned, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. And 
you know, definitely something that I've had a ton of experience with on both, both sides of that coin. So that's it for tonight, but have a good one and, uh, have fun with it. We'll talk soon.